Amen. Well, I thought I'd start today off with a joke. Um, that's a big deal. I've never done this before in my life. I'm not a joke teller, but um, I'm still in Mary's stick here. So uh, here we go. So this pastor, <laughs> this, is, this is dangerous territory here. This pastor, he decided to skip church one Sunday morning, and he decided to go play some golf. And so he tells his assistant that uh, he's not feeling very well. So this guy's already in trouble, right? He's lying to his assistant, saying he's not feeling good. So he drives to a golf course. Of course, he drives to a golf course that's in another city. I mean, he's no fool, right? So he goes to another city so nobody would recognize him or know him. So he gets to the first hole. If you've ever played golf, he gets his driver out. He, he tees off, and this huge gust of wind catches this ball. And this thing goes like an extra 100 yards. It drops right in the hole. We're talking a 450-yard hole in one. An angel looks over at God and is like, well, God, you know, why, what did you do that for? And God just kind of smiles and says, who's he going to tell? <laughs> so good (laughs) so last week we began a series we're simply calling this is church and we saw that because of jesus death and his resurrection because of his ascension into heaven we now are the very temple of god i loved last sunday i hope didn't you enjoy that that was just so fun to be encouraged by the word of god that we are now the temple of God, where His presence dwells both individually but also corporately. But also we talked about how we now, because of Jesus, we are the body of Christ. If you remember from last week, one thing we talked about is just like that physical tabernacle, that physical temple in the Old Testament where it would be filled with God's presence. One thing we said was that we now know and have confidence that we are filled with the presence of God. And I actually wanted to start today talking about something that we talk a lot about at LifeSpring, but we talk about it because it matters, and that's the idea of being baptized with or in the Holy Spirit, right? Baptized with the Holy Spirit, where you are fully immersed with the Spirit of God. And I wanted to start here this morning because I hope you hear my heart. It is vital. It is so very necessary that each one of us is baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now... In the Bible, I want to just go through the Bible uh, here on on this topic. In the Bible, you will find people who believed in Jesus who had not yet been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, that should be interesting to you. It is interesting to me because we know that when you become a Christian, when you believe, you're spiritually reborn, you're regenerated with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit takes residence inside of you, He's the seal, He's the promise for an inheritance, right? Even Peter says, he says, repent, and each of you baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's good news. That means when you repent, when you put your faith in Jesus, you and I can absolutely be confident that the Holy Spirit has come into our lives. But, as much as that is true, we also read other scriptures. I read in, uh, just this week, reading in chapter 8 of the book of Acts. There's these water-baptized believers, people who believe in Jesus, who had not, uh, they'd been baptized in Jesus, but the, the scripture says in chapter 8 that they had to wait for Peter and John to come, remember this, to lay hands on them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Also, Paul, the very next chapter, chapter 9. Paul, he, at this time, he's still uh, Saul, and he has this radical encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. We all know this story. But then, he isn't filled with the Holy Spirit until the man Ananias, remember, he comes, lays hands on Paul, 
that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. He prays that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Next chapter, chapter 10, Cornelius. This is an incredible uh, scripture. We preached on this a few months ago. But Cornelius' house, a Gentile man and his whole household, uh, all this kind of happened at the same time, didn't it? The Spirit's power fell on them the moment they believed. They began speaking in tongues. They're praising God. And then the Bible says that they got water baptized. My favorite one is Acts chapter 19. I love this one because Paul, he, he finds this group of people They believed in Jesus, but what I love about it is they didn't even know if there was a Holy Spirit. Remember that account, right? We're talking Acts chapter 19. Didn't even know, but they're just so hungry for more. They they love Jesus, and so they're baptized. If you remember in that story, they're baptized in water again to express their faith in Jesus' death and in His resurrection. And then Paul lays hands on them, and we all know what happened, right? He prays for them to receive the Holy Spirit, and they begin to speak in tongues and to prophesy. So just following the scriptures, it looks like when you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. Amen. But then it also looks like that there's this moment that can happen right then, right there at the moment of conversion. Or a moment that happens sometime later when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in power. He comes upon you in power in a way that's felt, in a way that's noticeable often confirmed with the ability to speak in tongues or to prophesy. And again, we call this the baptism with the Holy Spirit. As a Foursquare church, this is a normal part of life at LifeSpring, right? We are Foursquare, meaning Jesus is what? He is the Savior. He is the healer. Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the soon and coming King. Now, I know many of us, as I look out in this room, I know most of you, I I know we have amazing testimonies, right? We could give story after story of that initial baptism where you intentionally receive that Spirit's power in your life. And it's amazing, right? We could tell stories and give you goosebumps. It's amazing what God does in that moment. He gives you this supernatural boldness to now be a witness in your school, a, a witness to your family, a witness in your workplace. He gives you this amazing supernatural uh, power and boldness to share the good news of Jesus with those around you. I know I've told this story before, but I, I just got to tell it again. I'll never forget that initial baptism with the Holy Spirit. I'm 18 years old. I, I'd been a Christian for as long as I knew. I mean, I love the Lord. But in that moment, oh man, the Lord met with me. If you remember, I, I went up north into Seattle. There's like 500 other college students, and we're all just singing a song. By the way, not a Pentecostal service at all. I think it was a room just full of people who love Jesus. And, and they're singing this song. It's an older song, but maybe you remember. It's that song where it, it just says, This is the air I breathe. Your very presence living in me. I'm an 18-year-old, right? Saying, oh man, the presence of God, you living it. This is the air I breathe. And then you cry out, and I, I'm desperate for you. And I, I'm lost without you. And do you think 
the Lord would ever withhold His Spirit from an 18-year-old young man who is crying out, Your presence is the air I breathe. I am lost without you. I'm desperate for you. And in that moment, again, I was on my knees. I, I did things that night I'd never done before. I I'd raised my hands. I was weeping. I was on my knees. Expressions I'd never expressed before. And yet in that moment, He came upon me in power. Now, by the way, I had no clue what to call it. I didn't go home and say, hey, Mom and Dad, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I did not know the lingo, so to speak. Anyone just get, you know, realize you don't know the lingo, and then you get in the church, you're like, oh, there's a lingo to this. I didn't know that. But I didn't know that. All I knew is I had had an encounter with God. Now, I began to realize something had happened, something life-changing had happened when I came to church the next Sunday. And I'd already been leading worship uh, before that. And here I was, I was singing the same songs I'd always sung. I was playing on the same piano I'd always played. I mean, that was the same dance, same corny jokes, same hair colors, same smile. I mean, everything was the same, and yet everything was different. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Right, right? Everything was the same, but everything was different from that day forward. See, God had done something in my life. If you want to receive that baptism, if you want to have the Holy Spirit move in your life in that way, we would love to pray for you. We're, we're going to have the prayer team up after service. This isn't just for, like, really spiritual people. This is for everybody. Everybody. And also, by the way, it's not just a one-time feeling. Like, praise the Lord for that initial baptism of the Holy Spirit. But don't you know that we're to be daily filled? Right? Daily filled? And, and I think we have to learn in this. We have to grow in this. We have to be open to learn. We, we have to learn how to be taught, how to be led by the Spirit, how to walk by the Spirit. So I'd say it this way. You might want to write this down. It's a journey. And there's grace on the journey, by the way. Grace. But there's a journey. So wherever you're on the journey, again, we want to pray for you. I'm on that journey. I mean, has anyone noticed what the Holy Spirit's doing in Pastor Dan's life like the last two months? Like, hello? <laughs> it's... It's new. It's fresh. It's crazy. I, I mean, you've seen it. Like, he's been ministering to me in ways that I've had a hard time standing. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Like, talk about making someone feel uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. But he's just been speaking to me. He's, he's been moving in my life. Uh, you guys know February 7th, he healed me of a very debilitating chronic pain disease I've had for like 12 years. Just healed me in the name of Jesus. Like, God did that. His Spirit did that. So I'm trying to figure some of this out. And I just want you to hear this. I'm on a journey. <laughs> We're all on a journey. None of us have arrived, so to speak. But we all have to be, including Pastor Dan, we all have to be open daily to receiving all all that he would want to give to us. Can we be open to that today, church? Jesus, baptize us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, right now, in this gathering, in the middle of this sermon, fall fresh on us. Right now, Jesus, you're the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. Clothe us, even now, with power from on high. Fill us, Lord. Even now, Jesus, 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 send your rain. Send a fresh wind, a fresh fire. Even now, Jesus, 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 Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. Amen. Amen. I love the way that Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. He talks about Him being living water, right? 
rivers of living water. Look at what he says in John 7:37. He says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me. This is Jesus talking. Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. It goes on to tell us that these rivers of living water, what he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. So think of, think of it this way. Jesus pours out the Holy Spirit. We know that from Scripture. But also think about this. The thirsty person needs to drink. So Jesus gives the Spirit, but it's our responsibility to eagerly receive. I want us to really process that a little bit today. So what I was doing when I was 18, when I'm crying out during that worship song, what am I doing? I am receiving all that He was wanting to do in me and through me, all that He was wanting to do in my life, I was receiving from him. Again, just think about that song that I was singing. It it was more than words at that point, right? I'm singing to the Lord. Think about February 7th. If you remember, not everyone knows the whole story of that healing, but I was on the ground, face down. Jeremy's like, hey, if you want to meet Pastor Dan after service, he'll be in the booth. And I'm like, I won't be over there. I'm over here. And, And what I had told the Lord, I said, I am not leaving. I was committed to staying there the entire day. I said, I am not leaving until you meet with me. And again, I received the Holy Spirit and His power. And so church, more than anything, hunger for the Lord. Exercise your faith. Receive what Jesus wants to give to you. And I say all that because church, we got work to do. (laughs) Do you believe that? I'm so excited. I've been getting out of bed excited because we got work to do. And God wants to empower all of us with the ability to love God and love others. He wants to supernaturally empower us with the supernatural power of His Spirit to be His witnesses to a lost and broken world. Right? To fulfill Jesus' ministry on this earth as His temple, as His body, we need to make sure all of us are drinking from the right well. Anyone been drinking from the wrong well from time to time? Right? You know what that's like when you're drinking from the wrong well. At least I do. And it's like, whoa, like I thought that well was going to satisfy, but instead that well has become poison. Anyone else tasted something you thought it was going to be the answer? And you're like, oh my goodness, spit that out in the name of Jesus. What was that? And I don't know about you, but I'm chasing after the right well. We got to be drinking from the right well, the well of rushing living water. Why? So that you and I, can live supernaturally awake, supernaturally, abundantly more, right? Just abundant lives, Zoe lives, full, overflowing lives, awake and alive in Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I'm just getting excited talking about this. Jesus, Jesus. On a side note, by the way, many people I talk to, I'm always curious about this stuff. Like, well, how did it happen? And what did he do? And what was it? Like, I just love this stuff. And, and a lot of the people that I talk to, when, when they talk about this initial baptism of the Spirit, often they'll say, well, it was like I was holding something back from the Lord. Many of you have that testimony, right? It was, it was an area where I wasn't willing to really go all in, really go into complete surrender. Oftentimes it's in your mouth. It's in your words because we know words matter and words identify us. And so we kind of hold really closely to our words. So we, we hold back from the Lord. If that's you today, again, there's grace in the journey and God loves you. God loves you. He's for you. He's with you. He's not against you. He, he just adores you. And I would just say this. He's a good father who gives good gifts. So relax in his presence. Receive from him. Again, we want to walk with you on this journey. Prayer team's going to be up at the end of service. We would love to pray with you. So the church, and I would say this way, more importantly, the spirit-filled church. Now, I hope that's every church. 
But the spirit-filled church, it's, compor- it's, it's comprised or it's made up of individuals who now are full of the power of the Holy Spirit individually. But this is where it gets really exciting. Also now collectively, right? We're a spirit-filled, we're a spirit-led body of Christ. That's why last week was so fun and so encouraging. We are the body of Christ. We are the temple of God. Spirit-filled, spirit-led body of Christ. And we have the Spirit's power, empowered by the Spirit of God. Acts 1.8, Jesus says this incredible thing, that we're to be as witnesses, right, in Jerusalem, all of Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Well, to get to the ends of the earth, it kind of feels like, by the way, I'm at the ends of the earth. But to get to the ends of the earth, it's going to take all of us. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's a team sport. It takes where all of us are filled. All of us are led. Like I said last week, it takes every person. It's not just about what the Holy Spirit's doing in Pastor Dan. It's not just about what the Holy Spirit's doing in Pastor Mary. It's about what the Holy Spirit is doing in every one of us. I love reading the Bible. Oh, man. You just see these glimpses in the Bible of what this looks like. The beginning of the book of Acts is so exciting. Because you get to see this glimpse of a community of believers coming together. And they're living by the power of the Spirit. You get a glimpse in Apostle Paul's letters. I I love reading all those letters. You just get to see, again, what it looks like for people filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, living together in community. There's a section in the uh, first letter to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians, uh, chapters 12, 13, and 14. And I'm actually going to focus on chapters 12, 13, and 14 for the next several weeks. In fact, if you want to open up your Bibles, get there to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to start there today. But I want to focus here because in these chapters, we get this, I think, pretty special glimpse of what it looks like when the Spirit is at work in a church. Newsflash, by the way, their church did not look like this. Did you know that? It's so funny when we kind of start bickering and complaining about what this is. You're like, man, you know, no, stop it. Like, this isn't even close to what it, it was much smaller. A church building, they wouldn't even know what that meant. Like, when you say, well, I went to church the other day. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we are the church. They met in homes, right? But believers met in homes in these gatherings. They were much smaller. And yet, do you believe that those were powerless expressions because they didn't have a building? Not, not a chance. Those early church gatherings, because here's the deal, in Jesus and by the power of his Holy Spirit, they were extremely powerful because each person, each individual, they knew, like, if I'm coming and being a part of this gathering, I have a part to play. Like, I have to contribute my part in the body of Christ by expressing the spiritual gift that the Lord has given to me. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, you also get to see what an unhealthy church looks like. Have you read those chapters before? I mean, Apostle, the Apostle Paul has to come in uh, pretty much throughout the whole letter. Corinthians can be a tough read because again and again, he's having to correct this church uh, about areas where they have wildly gone astray. Not to go too deep in this, I don't got time, but again, it's a church in Corinth. Uh, it was actually started by Paul. He introduced the gospel to them. He pastored them. Uh, he has now left, and there's these challenges that are emerging Pretty heavy challenges after he leaves. It's pretty intense. In fact, before we even get to chapter 12, here's just a list of some of the things that he's had to address in the church. Uh, There's a case of incest that's being ignored. He's talking about people that are visiting temple prostitutes. 
He's talking about church members who are suing each other. He's talking about married couples divorcing. He's talking about people doing things in freedom, like they, they think they got this freedom in Christ, and yet their freedom and what they're doing in their freedom is hurting the weaker believers. Some of the women, they are uncovering their heads during worship, which in their culture was a sign of immodesty. In communion, believe it or not, some of the people were getting drunk on the wine that they were bringing to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Can anyone say, please bring the grape juice? Amen. But it's just messy. It's really messy. It's not what you would call a healthy church. Now in chapters 12, 13, and 14, he's having to address this issue of how they're using the spiritual gifts, the, the, the grace gifts in the church. He's not against the gifts. He's just kind of against how they're using them. So he gets to pastor them through this. He's, he's being very pastoral. He pastors them through this, not to shut it down, which, by the way, seems to be the real common thing in our world. It's like, hey, that got a little messy, so let's just kind of kick the Holy Spirit out and not have to deal with it. No, he doesn't do that. But instead, he just says, if it could all be done in a manner worthy of us being the temple of God. Amen? Right? Worthy of us being the body of Christ. So we're going to go, again, section by section next several weeks. Please come. Invite your friends. I'm really excited about this. This is a word for us, LifeSpring. This isn't just like a you know, universal word for the universal church. I believe this is what God is speaking to us uh, right now in these weeks. So please, come if you can. But let's read this together. First uh, Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. But before I read it, uh, would you bow your heads and, and let's just pray. God, this is your written word, your spoken word. But it's also a living word. And I just pray that we'd be able to discern uh, what you want to speak to us today. That even through all my words and the things I'm saying today, that you would speak a better word. That there would be a powerful word of your spirit today that would hit our hearts at a life-changing transformation level. That we would not leave here the same, but we would be open to all the ways that your spirit wants to move, not just in us, but through us. Lord, we are excited today. In your name we pray. Amen. So you can follow along on the screen if you want, or if you have your Bibles. Again, it's going to be 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 11. And the Apostle Paul, he says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and you were led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. No one can say, Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There's different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That's so beautiful to me. To one, there's given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one. To each one. Did you catch that, church? To each one, just as He determines. Amen. Church, that's amazing. This is one more reason why I love the church. When you're at my funeral, you're going to be like, you know what, Pastor Dan, he loved the church. 
I love it because when we gather, the Holy Spirit shows up. Amen? I mean, every time He shows up in us and He shows up through us. I, I love these verses. They, they show us in just some of the ways that He shows up. As, some, as, as you see these manifestations of the Spirit, these are just some of the ways He shows up. I love how Dr. Steve Shell says this in his book, uh, The Promise of the Father. This is what he says. And, and again, uh, this is about Paul talking about the manifestations. Dr. Steve, he says, this is what happens when a group of believers gather. So these manifestations of the Spirit. This is what happens when a group of believers gather. But he says, in a home or on a riverbank, come on, or under the shade of a large tree. I love that one. Steve says, there are no church buildings in these days. Those who love Jesus came together as a local expression of the family of God. And then he writes, And something special happened when they did. So these manifestations of the Spirit, they happen when the followers of Jesus meet wherever you're meeting together in the name of Jesus. And it's beautiful to me because these gifts, they're distributed by the Spirit. And we see that each one, right? Each member has a part to play. So no one's overlooked. No one's unnecessary. And this is church where every person is important. I love verses 4 through 6. There's different kinds of gifts, praise the Lord. But the same Spirit distributes them. There's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There's different kinds of working, but in all of them and everyone, it is the same God at work. So again, when people gather, the Spirit distributes a grace to each person. I use the word grace there because translations like the NIV translates that Greek word there, gift. But the word actually means grace. Grace. Can you just log that in our brains for a second? Grace. That's beautiful to me because now what we're talking about in this section, these gifts, these are what? Grace gifts. Can everyone say grace? I want us to get this in our heads. Say grace. Right? Grace. Grace gifts. Gifts. And this is where it gets extremely powerful. This is where our church can be transformed in the name of Jesus. Because now if they're grace gifts, that means these are gifts, come on, that are completely undeserved. Meaning you and I didn't earn it. You and I didn't work for it. Whew. This, is, um, this is the encouragement of the day. This is out of God's love for you, out of God's love for the church. The Spirit chooses to distribute a particular blessing to each one. So the Spirit distributes these grace gifts. But then we're told that our Lord Jesus, the head of this church, He distributes different kinds of service, different kinds of ministries to people. Isn't that kind of fun, right? So we're all serving Him. We're serving Jesus, but all in different ways, right? We don't all have to be the same. In different ways, different ministries. And the result, and it's powerful to me, the result of each of us serving, the result is harmony. The result is unity, community. And, and like we talked about last Sunday, when the world looks at a group of believers who are all playing their part, uh, that, you know what the world sees in us? They see Jesus. They see Jesus himself. Praise the Lord for life spring. That when the world sees you, they see Jesus. And then Paul says in verse 6, our Heavenly Father, he's at work in it all. He's guiding us and working through the whole thing. Now, verse 7, if you got your highlighter, you want to highlight this one. If you want to memorize, you want to memorize this one. If you got your phone, you're going to want to underline this one. This is so good. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Let's say that together. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Just keep that on the screen for a second. Just meditate 
upon that. It's powerful. So as the Holy Spirit distributes these grace gifts, right? Grace gifts upon us. The Spirit is intentionally distributing different gifts to different people for different needs, all to edify the body for the common good. It's important we understand this because I think we can all fall into this trap that says, you know, church is just about me, you know? Church is about what I can get out of church. Church is about whether I enjoyed the sermon or whether I was moved in worship or whether I left with a touch from God instead of just saying, hey, you know, I'm a part of the body. And yes, there is something for me to receive from the Lord, but even what I receive, it's not just for me, but what I receive, I'm thinking about how I can give it away. Come on. Amen, right? That I can give. I receive, but that I can give. So I show up on a Sunday morning like today. We can all do this. We can have that posture that says, you know what, God, here I am. What do you want to give me today, right? How do you want to use me today? How do you want to move in my life? What grace gift do you want to pour out onto me today so that I might be able to play my part in encouraging and building up those around me? Is that getting anybody else excited today? Now, I have to mention real quick before moving on, Pastor Rich Taylor, we have like 20 pastors in the church now, which is praise the Lord, but Pastor Rich Taylor, an incredible pastor, uh, he did such a good job teaching that class on the Romans gifts. Anyone in that class? We had like over 20 of us in that class. It was powerful, but he was talking about the Romans 12 gifts. So prophesying, serving, teaching, exhorting, giving, leading, mercy. So if you remember that class, it was really good. He went through each one. But... He showed and he taught us that those gifts are gifts that are given to you uh, at birth. He says these are gifts that you have pretty much your whole life. And then after salvation, they're kind of activated where they're now being used in very powerful ways for the kingdom of God. Again, I love those classes. But with today's passage, we need to differentiate just a little bit. Because the gifts that we're talking about, I'm going to read them again. But these gifts are really, think of it more as manifestations of the Spirit. If you can just write that down. They're manifestations of the Spirit. And they're manifestations of the Spirit that happen when? When we gather. So really, I want you to think about it this way. And sometimes we, I think the teaching on this is a little off. But really, when you and I gather, we need to be open to whatever gift the Holy Spirit might want to give you in that moment when we gather. So let's look at these different gifts. To one, there's given the Spirit uh, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. To another, faith. You ever have that? Or just someone comes in, or maybe it's just you, and you're like, man, I have a faith today that I just, I don't even know where that came from. Well, guess where it came from? It came from the Lord. Another, a gift of healing by that one Spirit. You ever been in a room where, yeah, this happens in men's groups sometimes, where someone will have a prayer request? And then one of you realizes, like, I have, like, faith for that healing. Can I pray for that? Have you ever been a part of that group, right? Where you're like, actually, I, I want to pray for that man's healing. Uh, another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. Right? Prophecy, we always think about, like, some the future telling, which that can be a part of prophecy. But really just speaking forth the things of God. Like, this is the Father's heart for us today. And, and, and I just declare, you know, what the Lord is saying in this room today. Another, distinguishing between spirits. So maybe that's the person who's like, actually, I don't think that was God. <laughs> but distinguishing of spirits, which is what you want in a healthy body. We don't want, want to all just be like, yeah, I'm sure that was God. Like, no, like, let's pray through this. And I don't know. Like, let's talk this out. 
Another speaking in tongues. I love that one. So this is different than that prayer language and that everyday ability we have to pray to the Lord in another language that I was talking about earlier with the baptism of the Spirit. This is actually in a room like this where you begin to realize there's a word that we want to give to the Lord. Normally, by the way, that word would come uh, from us to Him. But sometimes it's a word that comes from Him to us. And so you, you speak in a heavenly language. And then we're praying and hoping that someone has the gift of what? interpretation and by the way you can always be confident have you ever noticed we'll have a word sometimes and when i come up i'm not shaking i'm not nervous i'm not rattled i just wait isn't that fun because you know this is a healthy body of christ and so if someone had a a word uh, speaking in tongues then i'm just going to believe hey jesus is here distributing gifts to each one of us and so somebody here in this moment has an interpretation by the way i also want to encourage you in that If you for 40, 50 years have never had the interpretation, but all of a sudden you're sitting here, you're like, whoa, like, I think I know what that means. Guess what? Each one has a part to play. And in that moment when we gathered, he said, son, daughter, I gave you the interpretation. Would you be so bold to speak that out so that the whole body could be edified? Is this making sense? So good. And then he concludes and he says, all these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one. Again, that includes you. All of us are like, and God works in everyone except for me. <laughs> like we believe we're like this, some cosmic asterisk. Like God can use everybody but me. No, each one, each one, including you. Put your name in there, church. Each one as he, des- as he determines. Wow. Wow. So good. When we gather life spring. By the way, this isn't just on a Sunday morning. This is wherever we gather. Coffee shop, living room, Triangle Park. Two summers ago, we met at a different location in our city every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. to pray. It was so good. Every time. It didn't matter where we were. They were all outside. But every one of those places, the Spirit met with us. Anybody hungry right now for more of the Spirit? Even as I'm talking, like, Holy Spirit, come. But when we gather in His presence, He reaches out to each one. Again, not based on our works, not based on anything that any of us is doing. It's all about Him, all about Jesus, all about God's grace. He doesn't show favorites, by the way, as well. So it's not like, you know, He's really hanging out over in this group, but good luck back there, like... Or we're here, man, well, he's sitting, but, you know, over there, he's more kind of grumpy God with his arms folded. But over here, he's just, no, like, he doesn't show favorites. He, he wants to pour out his spirit. He knows, uh, by the way, the needs of everyone here. He knows, like, he cares so much about you. He, so he knows, think about it this way. When you come in and you have your needs and your wants and your desires, he knows what he wants to do here. He, wants to know, he knows what he wants to do in any setting where we are gathering in the name of Jesus. And so again, and, and our God is very brilliant. He, like he created the whole thing, like heaven and earth. So he knows what he's doing. And so he knows how to give each person what is needed to actually meet the needs in the body. And so for me, this just shows me how much God loves his church. He loves it. He loves it. He delights in his people. He loves it when we gather in his name. Again, we are the temple of God. We are the body of Christ. He loves to inhabit the praises of his people. He loves to fill his temple. What joy the Lord has when he fills you both individually and corporately. He loves it. He loves distributing to each one these gifts, undeserved gifts of his, what his grace. He loves the church. 
And if God loves the church, I think we should too. He pours out His Spirit. He pours out His Spirit. He wants us operating in these grace gifts to encourage one another. Because we do have people who are hurting. People who are in need. People who have financial needs. People who have broken hearts. And have you noticed that sometimes it's the person next to you, but sometimes it's you. Right? There's seasons in life. And so we just come to the Lord and say, God, would you be faithful? Faithful to pour out your Spirit. And we will be faithful to exercise the gifts of your Spirit. I want to put these spiritual gifts or manifestations. Manifestations clicks in my brain a little bit more. But I want to put them up on the screen. we got a list here. I want you to notice something. This is so powerful to me. Again, you got, what do you got? You got wisdom and knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, and then uh, interpretation of tongues. Now, in my mind, as I've looked at those manifestations of the Spirit for years now, right? I've been studying this for years. As I look at that, there's one thing that really jumped out at me as I look at that list. In my opinion, they're all about somebody else. So they're not me-centric, right? They're not focused on me as an individual. They're actually very others-centric, right? They're focused on others. So think of it this way. Those gifts, keep them up on the screen. Those gifts, look at them. They are not expressed in isolation by yourself as a lone ranger in the kingdom of God. No, they are expressed, what? In the context of community. They're expressed when we gather. They're expressed to benefit and to be a blessing to those around you. So church, can you just take a moment to look at the people around you? And try to find someone, try to make eye contact with them if you can. Once you got eye contact with one person, go ahead and look at somebody on the other side so no one feels left out. <laughs> Here's looking at you, kid, right here. I close with this. I think instead of church just being, again, that place where we get some personal fulfillment or personal revelation, church has the power to be so much more than that. It's a place where we literally care for the well-being of others. Spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, we care about the well-being of another human being. You know why? Because God cares about the well-being of that person. He cares so much about the church. He cares so much that the Holy Spirit comes every time where two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus. Every time He comes and meets with us. Every time. And He distributes spiritual gifts to each one. And the Lord leads us, each one, into different kinds of service. And the Father works powerfully through it all. And I finish with this. I, I, I'm just not so sure the way we do American church and the way we do a church service like this uh, really makes room for the manifestations of the Spirit in the hour that we call a church service. Again, I'm not, I'm not against the church service. I, I'm thankful for being in the country that I'm in. I'm thankful for the culture and heritage that I've grown up in. But I just finish with this. The church service is a part of church 
but it is not the church, right? I mean, this is a part of who we are and what we do, but it is just a part. Uh, Hopefully, I, I think most of us in this room understand this, right? This is just a part. We don't go to church, right? We are the church. And so let's be the church. Like, let's be the in freedom. Be, I mean, just get a smile on your face and be the church. I mean, in the parking lot, in the lobby, in the grass, in the field, in ranch, at Ranchitos, Sherry's, wherever you go, uh, just whatever you can do, in your life group, in your next level class. But take it beyond that, into youth group, into young adults. Take it into your schools. Take it into your families, into your li- wherever you go. Just do not relegate the move of God's Spirit or the manifestations of His Spirit to just an hour on Sunday. Like, I love it, 9.30 to 10.30. It's a great time. But I just pray, and I pray over you, that God would just speak to you today, that you would leave here confident that when God's people gather, you and I, when we meet, like, come on, like Pastor Steve said, whether it's in a home, or whether it's on a riverbank, or under, I just love this, under the shade of a large tree. Church, can we be confident that God is there and he will pour out his spirit and the grace gifts of his spirit but may you and i be hungry for all that he would want to give us today wherever that is church hungry for the lord hungry for the lord the on off switch that we do with like this is god this isn't god this is where god is this isn't where god is this is where i move in the things of god this is where i shut down the things of god this is when god uses me for his plans and purposes this is where god doesn't use me for his plans and purposes this is where i'm a minister this is where i'm not a minister this is where i'm a christian this is where i'm not whatever that on off uh, uh, on off switch is in your life can you just burn it and toss it where it needs to go which is in the pit of hell like there is no on off switch wherever we gather in the name of jesus who's there the holy spirit is there And who is important? Every one of us. Because he's distributing to each one of us a grace gift from heaven above. Do you believe that, church? All right. Well, I'm going to invite the worship team up. We're going to sing this song together. As we sing, a prayer team, actually, if you would come up. A prayer team is going to be over here off to the side. Uh, Brayden, if you're here. Brayden, how about you go over there? Uh, For anyone that wants prayer, I'm willing to. Maybe, Mary, you could go over with Brayden as well. Uh, we're willing to pray with you. Again, this is, um, terminology gets in the way sometimes. Can we just be little children before our Father that just wants all of Him today? And, and yes, whether it's your initial baptism or the thousandth time that we would just say, God, I'm open to your Spirit's move in my life. That God, I do not want to try to go through this chaos and this struggle uh, without the power of your spirit. So, Holy Spirit, would you come and just clothe me, fill me, uh, give me the supernatural power I need to be your witness, uh, not just in Jerusalem, but to Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Because some of you, and this is a word for you today, some of you got some ends of the earth uh, places in your life, right? You know what I'm talking about. There's places where you know that God's Spirit's really moving. But there's other places God has called you. And it does feel like the end of the earth. In fact, it feels dark. It feels heavy. Go ahead and start playing. It feels dark. It feels heavy. But I just want to encourage you. He is sending you to those places. He is sending you to those places. But He's not some God who just loves to see His kids beat up and destroyed. He goes, you know, I'm sending you, son and daughter. But I'm going to send you equipped. I'm going to send you clothed, covered, 
with power from on high. And I just pray that as he sends you, that life spring would be an encouragement to you. That this body, when we gather, that as each one uses their different gifts that God has given them, that you'd always leave here encouraged. So as you are sent out to the ends of the earth, you would never feel alone. You'd never feel abandoned. You'd never feel like you're isolated and trying to do this whole Christian walk on your own. But every time, you would know you're a part of a body. You're part of a temple. And that you have been prayed up, built up, and sent out. All in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us. And then after I get done praying, uh, as they sing this song, if you want to just have that uh, experience of being filled again, really what they're going to do is if you're willing, they're just going to put their hand on your shoulder and they're going to come into agreement with what you want. Because they can't like make the Holy Spirit do something in your life. It's about what you want the Holy Spirit to do in your life. They just get to come into agreement with that. Say, man, I see that you really want the Holy Spirit to be unleashed in your life. So let's pray. And let's just come into agreement that, God, you would do all that you said you were going to do in their life. You would give them the power they need to do all that you called them to do in their life. And then in that moment, may we eagerly receive what Jesus is pouring out. Eagerly receive. Eagerly receive. Eagerly receive. Again, there's a thousand excuses that we say why we're not going to surrender, why we're not going to let go. But instead, in this moment, receive. So Jesus, Jesus, pour out your spirit again on this place. Fall fresh on this place that you would send even now your spirit. Send the Holy Spirit. Send your spirit that we might be an encouragement to one another, that we might be able to build up one another, that we'd use these gifts, Lord, in such a way that would just be beautiful that every person would see needs met they would begin to see hurts uh, and brokenness healed they, they begin to see questions answered they, that this would be a place a beautiful place of your spirit's oil that would just fall into those broken places and bring restoration and healing in the name of Jesus so spirit fall on this place oh beautiful God do what only you can do thank you Jesus amen Again, the prayer team is available to pray for you. Let's seek the Lord.